Well, good evening and welcome to a new episode of Phantom Talk. This segment, corresponding to the time of year, of course, is our fandom holiday or mm-hmm. holiday fest. Woohoo! <laughs> where um, where me and my wonderful co-host Jenny um, talk about uh, a group of Christmas themed films that uh, we watched this year that we discuss the things we like about them, things we don't like about them, and um, inevitably just the crazy stuff that happens um, in Christmas films, because it always does. Um, yes. Particularly, uh, possibly in this one tonight, as we'll get into it. But um, first, <laughs> um, I do have my co-host with me, Jenny. How are you doing tonight? Hello, I'm great. Doing great. How are you, Al? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm trying really hard to embrace the Christmas spirit this year. So, um, I mean, you know, I'm watching some stuff and I'm listening to some some holiday music and I'm trying to get into it. Yeah. So what are you listening to right now? Um, so uh, one of the things we don't talk about a lot on this show, but um, um, I am into sports um, and I'm into f- f- football and I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. So I have been listening to a lot of the Christmas album that the team did last year um, and this year as well. Um, yeah, so that's fun. It actually that's sounds so pretty cool. good. Yeah. That's really neat, actually. I'm actually going to look that up. Wow. It's actually a blast. Yeah, it's a good time. So, um, yeah, just some Jason Kelsey on there does the majority of it. I think he and his wife were kind of the ones who spearheaded um, the idea. But, like, yeah, it's really cool. I think, like, all of the vinyl sales, like, go to Philadelphia-based charities um, or something like that. So, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good time. That, but, that's fantastic. Yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Um, so far, Jenny, in the season, how have you been kind of ramping up to to your holiday of the year? Uh, you know, I, I did something that I, don't, I haven't done before. I got a second Christmas tree. Um, Whoa. And it's, a, it's a black Christmas tree, which sounds like dark but it's not it's actually like really cool looking um yeah, yeah I'll, have to, I'll have to post pictures and put them on uh the fandom talk website and then of course we've got our like fandom christmas tree that i have every year Ooh, so cool. um and then uh as far as christmas music goes um haven't really listened to any new stuff just a lot of old stuff that i always play every year but i'm definitely gonna check into the uh the eagles thing now that's that's really cool i'm into yeah. all that kind of stuff so yeah, for sure. Yeah, has to clarify for everybody out there that is the Eagles, the football team, and not the band. Oh yeah, <laughs> but, uh, because I believe the Eagles, the band, have done Christmas stuff too. But, uh, yeah, um, they probably but, do actually. They probably have. Um, but yeah, no, we are all about um, on the black on the Christmas trees. The Christmas tree we currently have in our living room right now actually is black. So um, that was just cool. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all have that last year? Um, I want to say yes. I might be wrong though. Okay. Okay. I know it was in storage in our garage this year, so I th- think we had it last year. Unless we got it like after Christmas because it was on sale. That's also a possibility. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, it's funny because like um, you know, you tell that to people and they automatically think it's gonna be like gloomy looking, but like they you really can't even tell. They're super black until you like get up on them, especially if you put lights and stuff on them. So I, I highly encourage <laughs> black Christmas trees. Uh, but anyway, I would like to eventually do like all black as far as like decorations and stuff too, just because you know it's my little emo heart. But uh, yeah, I haven't got yeah. there yet. Maybe next yeah. year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, no, it's cool. We really enjoy the. I was saying we have the lights on it that kind of act as a contrast. We have the decapitated heads of all the elves on the shelves on there. Of so course, it's good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I've been informed that, um, kind of incidentally, uh, this episode <laughs> is our 150th episode of Phantom Talk. Hey! So shout out that, everybody. Thank you all for hanging out with us for, yes. for yeah, for 150 episodes. Yeah, and that's probably like... Yeah, a lot of hours. Like that's that y'all insane. heard our voices talk about so many things. So that's really neat. For sure. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. at least like 
three hundred hours with Jacob and I talking about Star Wars. That's yeah, alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but um, yes. So that's really exciting. Again, we appreciate everybody out there, um, who, who I hung out with us. Whether this is your first episode or if you've been hanging out with us since the very beginning, uh, this is just kind of um, a project we do because it's fun, man. Like that's like, yeah, that's what we're about <laughs> because we yes. don't do this if we didn't enjoy it so that's uh that's what we're all about so we're glad that it can bring some joy to y'all yeah but uh yeah um on that note um speaking of joy and the holiday season (laughs) um we are talking about a somewhat unique christmas film um this time around so um if you joined us for our last episode uh, we covered jiggle all the way uh, which was a rip-roaring good time. Um, if you haven't checked out that episode, please go back and, um, and ch- check it out because it is a lot of fun. But switching tones here somewhat <laughs> is um, the 2022 offering Violent Night starring David Harbour. Who we love. Who we love, man. I wish... You know, I wish David Harbour was in better film projects than what he gets. Yeah. <laughs> because, he's a fantastic actor, but, like, man, he's he's had some rough time in, like, the film aspect of his career. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, there's always more time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, um, so, so spinning us the yarn of this film, giving us kind of a quick synopsis of what the hell it's all about. Um, Jenny, can you just give me a quick rundown of what the intricate interweaving plot of Violent Night is? Uh, probably akin to something of Inker Taylor Soldier Spy, just the <laughs> yeah. complexities and the and the and the turnabouts in this in this film's plot. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Um, so the movie starts, uh, and you know, just a some Santas in a bar and you're thinking, you know, they're kind of, kind of, you know, a little, a little run down and, uh, turns out one of them is, uh, none other than David Ar- Harbor. And, uh, you know, I love, he... I love that reveal already. Just yeah. like, turns out, not turns out that one of them is a real Santa, but turns out one of them is David Harbor. <laughs> who, who ends up being the actual Santa. Ooh. Um, yeah, spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of spoilers in this podcast so for anybody listening who hasn't seen it yet. Because I do think this is actually the newest film we've covered as far as Christmas Fest is concerned. So, uh, but anyway, so. yeah. Um, so uh, he like takes off and uh, in his uh, sleigh, um, he's very drunk uh, and he mm. throws up on a bartender. Um, mm-hmm. this that actually really has nothing to do with the plot. I, maybe it does. I don't know. Actually, uh, it's, anyway. it's very it's very important to the characterization of Santa Claus in this film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you know, he he goes. He starts delivering toys. Um, you know, he's kind of like a little burnout on Christmas, as as one gets. Uh, even Santa, I guess, after eleven hundred years, um, he uh runs into. He ends up at this house where wouldn't you know it. Uh, there's a hostage takeover in this mansion. And uh, it's like, wow, damn, that sucks. And um, so, yeah, it gets a little violent, a little murdery. Uh, and, uh, you know, but, you know, Santa is saving the day. So we're going to we're gonna dive into how that happens. Uh, so Heck yeah. I think you got hit all the plot points. That's about... <laughs> Yeah, you know, you gave as much attention to uh, the plot points in the film as I would have, because okay. like there is a a subplot happening in this film that like nobody should care about. <laughs> it's the least impactful subplot I've ever seen in a movie. <laughs> uh, can't stress that enough. Uh, well, but, you said that, and I'm like, what subplot is he talking about? <laughs> Oh, just like the drama happening with the family. Yeah, oh, that's okay, all yeah. okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, you're right. Because, because it's wild, because this subplot gets zero introduction and also zero resolution. It's yeah. amazing. It's yeah. like it's <laughs> it's like a primordial ooze of this film. <laughs> like, it was here before us, and it'll be here when the credits roll. <laughs> I think there's going to be a second film. I don't know. Like I don't think there will be, man. <laughs> 
And if there is, I hope it's just about the family because I don't know. I don't want to know anything else about Santa than what we know by the end of this movie. <laughs> they have given me the perfect amount of appetizers for the narrative around Santa Claus in this. <laughs> I don't want the main course. Um, so yeah, so uh, Violent Night. Um, this was my second time watching this because um, rare occasion for me. I went and watched this out in theaters last Christmas. Ooh, okay. Um, right before I gave you my heart, and then a day before you gave it away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, I went and saw this in theaters, and let me tell you, this movie was an experience watching it in theaters with other people. I believe that. Um, because, uh, we never really knew what was going to happen in the next scene. <laughs> and here's a comparison for all of you, um, Song of Ice and Fire fans out there. Um, watching Violent Night in theaters, the group experience was like a group experience of reading A Feast for Crows, <laughs> where... You were really into it, and you were on edge during all the scenes with this Santa Claus in them. And then occasionally the chapter perspective would change into a brand chapter, and you'd hear a collective groan throughout the theater. <laughs> <laughs> Corresponding to when, to when like, um, the family was on screen, and people were just like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah. No. Yes. Bring me back Viking Santa. I need it. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, so yeah, so um, Jenna, you've watched a lot of Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. You've watched a lot of artistic interpretations of Santa Claus and mm-hmm. the Santa Claus story. Uh, we watched one last year, um, specifically. Um, how how does this kind of fall into your spectrum of Santa Claus origin stories with a little bit of glimpse into the origin that we get, which for me is enough. That That is enough for me. That is all it took. But um, yeah, kind of, if you don't mind, kind of go into what we know about the Santa Claus and just kind of like where he falls in your in your hollow bastion of of Santa Claus stories that you've acquired. Um, Yeah. So, uh, man, yeah, that's such a loaded question. (laughs) Um. Santa lore is so interesting. I know we talked a little about it last year. Um, and, you know, and uh, watching this reminded me of how, like, vast it can be. And there's so many, like, interpretations of it. Um, and uh, I, I I will say this is one of my least favorite. Um, probably a, a surprise to no one. Uh, but I guess uh, in, in this take on Santa, he is a, a Viking who was a murderous viking at that um i there's don't o- to be fair there's only a couple kinds <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right <laughs> well so like when it's when that scene first happened they just you, they show the hammer or whatever and so mm-hmm. i was like oh they're kind of going with like because i know there's like some like lore and like uh I think MCU even maybe they do like where Santa's like as guardian or whatever. And then I know he's been like a mutant canonically in uh, the MCU. So that's kind of where I was like, Oh, are they like mixing those things? And, but no, they weren't. Um, and, <laughs> um, and so, you know, in this movie, Santa has a, um, a hammer called skull crusher. Cause he, he's murdery. That's uh, it's just, he's- uh, He's super murdery. He's very murdery. Uh, and, um, and yeah, like I, I guess where he, you know, like I said, he falls. I I don't like this interpretation of Santa. I I was intrigued with it, but, uh, I don't even think it talks about how he became Santa. Does it? No, no, it does not. Jenny. He just talks about him, you know, killing people and how he was mean and greedy. And then he was Santa, was the Santa thing a curse for him? Like, you know, some saint came down and was like, you've been so bad. Now you're going to be forced to be good. Or like, I don't, I don't know. Um, so, so what I've extrapolated from it, and for anyone at home who has not seen this, um, the scene in question is literally just Santa is talking about the life he led before he was Santa. Mm-hmm. And it flashes back to him wearing a Viking helmet 
holding a bloodied warhammer surrounded by the bodies of people he killed. And then it flashes back to the present day. And that's it. That's all we get. Yeah, that's all we get. <laughs> that's all we get. Yeah. So what I extrapolated from it is very much what you have said, which is <laughs> um, he was a horrible, just bloodthirsty Viking warrior. And at some point in his life, like s- someone, an angel or something, came down from heaven Tim and Meadows. said, and so Tim Meadows. <laughs> Honestly, the person I was envisioning, this is a throwback to Horror Fest from this year, everybody, is um, Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing slash the Archangel Gabriel. Yes. yes. <laughs> Came down mm-hmm. and, right. talk, and talked to Viking Lord David Harbour and was just like, hey, this isn't cool, man. You're going to um, you're gonna be Santa Claus for at least 1,200 years <laughs> as an act of penance. And, um, yeah, and then and then he's gone. Then Hugh Jackman flies away. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and David Harbour is just like, who is Santa Claus? And then he has a bag, and he has a, he's got the suit and all that. Yeah, um, yeah he, uh, he, <laughs> he signs the Santa Claus on, like, a stone tablet, uh, the same way that Tim Allen does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, like... Guys, I'm I'm not exaggerating. I'm not like being sarcastic about this at all. I love that. That's all we get. <laughs> like I love that. I don't want. I don't. I am holding the mystery of what happened in between close to my heart, <laughs> and not letting anyone take it away. Yeah, it's part God. Of the that's spirit. amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. What is ah? Uh, it just feeds into into the mystery of Christmas. Yeah, I mean that's that's a fair that's a fair take on it, and yeah, I like it. Um, yeah, it's great. Yeah, everybody, you heard it here first. Judy likes it. <laughs> the the only reason I think I would want more intel on this particular Santa is just because of how much I like David Harbor and would like to see him. Because uh, at the end of this, I was like, I think. In a well-done Christmas movie, he would have made a really great Santa. And, I mean, I guess he's great for this role, if this is, like, your thing. But, you know, I'm, I, that's the only reason I would ever want more of that. But at the same time, the mystery, I guess, is it's great, too. It's great. Oh, it's so <laughs> awesome. Because you can have so much fun, like, <laughs> you're crafting everything. Uh, some of, like, the custo... I used to have for theory crafting about like the MCU and stuff has like <laughs> kind of been killed off just because of like the world we live in today and like everything gets eked on the internet and like you aren't yeah. surprised by anything anymore. Yes. But like just the lack of what we have with this story is just uh, offers so many opportunities. You could just be like, well, maybe Santa Claus is like an inherited title that's passed on to people, you know, mm-hmm. like the Dread Pirate Roberts. And yeah. <laughs> and when David Harbour's character was um, a Viking, he killed the last guy who, <laughs> who was Santa Claus on accident. Um, this is turning into the Santa Claus film now. I'm sorry. That's what I was just <laughs> this sounds really familiar. Yeah. Anyway, well, so it, Noelle that we watched either last year or the year before, she they also inherit the Santa Claus type thing. So yes, yeah, absolutely. Wow, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be a hundred with you, Jenny. I forgot about Noelle until you said it just now. Noelle, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's yeah, that's all we get about Santa. Mm-hmm. Which again, for me, is fine. That's I mm-hmm. think that's great. And then we just see Santa Claus go on just a rampage, which yeah. like, so um, I'm interested to see if you agree with me at all on this one, Jenny, because the idea of like Santa Claus subverting like traditional expectations of being like a jolly old dude. And he's actually like a, he's like a gritty kind of like rampaging like guy and stuff that idea in and of itself to me kind of feels like 
exhausted and played yes. out. Yeah, the uh, edgy Santa. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, kind of yeah. over it. Yeah. Sure. Um, the one thing that kind of salvages it in this for me is that his motivation in this film is completely to help out a kid in need. I think that like that is enough for me that it doesn't feel as worn out and exhausted as, as the stereotype typically does, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I feel like that's definitely a fair take because that's kind of how I felt watching it because, um, you know, when it came to her, he did kind of revert back into like, not, I wouldn't say jolly, but he was definitely more like caring and definitely more of like closer to a traditional Santa than, you know, not he, the edginess isn't really there anymore. You know, I noticed they are very like, or he is, he's very careful about not letting her see like any violence and stuff, which is very hard to do in this movie. <laughs> um, and, and, uh, you know, and I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, yeah. So I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. It's almost um, the, the characterization of Santa in this is almost along the lines of like kind of a a Punisher kind of thing, mm-hmm. where like you can tell that like he enjoys the violence and he enjoys the opportunity to like to punish these people who are hurting others, but mm-hmm. like his um, he softens a lot when like he's working like around kids and and things like that. So. I kind of like drew that parallel when we were going through it. Yeah, that yeah, that's definitely fair to say too. Yeah, but um, yeah. So um, aside from Santa, there are other characters in this film. Um, yeah, the majority of them are horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I will own up to that immediately <laughs> right now, which is way more than what. Just want to say a majority. Of fans of Christmas films are willing to do with their crappy Christmas movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've gotten into a lot of conversations with people who love Christmas movies who are just like, no, these characters are actually great. They're like this and this and this. And I'm just like, okay. Um, they're not. They suck. Yeah. But at least this one is very open and honest about it. They're just like, yeah, everyone here except for Santa and the girl are like horrible. Yeah. Um, well, and I would even say the mom. You know. Yes, yes, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Um Yeah, that, the three lines that she had in the movie. Yeah, yeah. She um <laughs> yeah, she she needs to, to not get back with that guy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cannot emphasize enough that sometimes divorce is okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um <laughs> but yeah, um uh, I do want to talk though, um, about the little girl. For a second, because I think she needs, she brings some much needed um, childlike innocence mm-hmm. to this film that, um, as we've already said, kind of helps separate or um, strengthen this Santa Claus characterization in this a bit more. Um, because again, without her, we don't really see the balance or uh, the transfer happened there but um yeah how did you feel about um it all trudy and in, in highland night um i definitely agree i think like you said she you know brought uh some joy to this movie i think um and actually i, I would argue that trudy is actually what makes this fit into a Christmas category for me personally, just because of the wonder, the hope that she has, like, you know, it never goes away with her. Um, and I mean, she's really the best written character in the movie. I mean, that's not really saying a whole lot. Um, but I really, uh, you know, from start to finish, she was just, I thought stole the show. And I really liked, there's one thing in this movie I thought they did really well. And it's like such like a simple thing, but like when they give her the walkie talkie, and then that's how she ends up like connecting with Santa Claus during the movie. Yeah. Um, for those of you that haven't seen it, uh, the dad doesn't take her to see Santa Claus. And so in order to make up for it, he gives her just one walkie talkie and says it's a direct line to Santa Claus. 
And, you know, he's like, he's too busy to talk right now, but he can hear you, blah, blah. I was like, oh, that's cute. But so then when they get held hostage, she still has the Santa walkie and she's like talking to it. And he ends up killing somebody that has a walkie talkie in the house. So then he ends up like communicating with her that way. So that's, I thought that was cool. Um, and um, I just really, like, she was just awesome. Like, I love Trudy. Like, she was so sweet. And they, her believing somehow kept Santa from dying. So that's pretty cool, too. So uh, mm-hmm. none of that's explained, but it's cool. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Well, as, as David Harbour's Santa Claus clearly explains it, it's Christmas <laughs> magic. Even he doesn't understand how it works. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Which, so, you know, I guess, is fair, you know? Which, so. which you know, I've seen that general idea pop up in other Christmas movies. Like, That's <laughs> you are fine. You are so correct in that. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, no, man. I love, uh, um, I love what this actress did, where she was so sweet and she was such a good representation of what a good child is in these kind of films because she was such a contrast to pretty much every other character in this film who was mm-hmm. horrible and selfish and self-absorbed um and she showed that very early on and then she was still able to kind of blend into the other themes of the film with her horrifying saw-esque Home Alone traps <laughs> that she said, um, which were um, incredible as well. Um, I love those, but like, no, it is. It's hard to pull off um, sweet, innocent child without being very cheesy, and it's hard to slip into the whole like chaotic. Um, evil child that she becomes with her traps without like <laughs> feeling annoying or irritating and yeah, she that's pulls so off both because I even thought that was adorable like she's yeah. like a giggly and I'm like yeah you get her girl yeah, she's having a blast she's <laughs> taking out these terrorists are trying to kill her. Like it's, it's wonderful. Yeah. And like, yeah. So like the fact that she's able to pull off both of those roles so well within the same film, like, yeah, I'm, I'm very eager to see this actress and other stuff. Like, yeah, me too. I think she, too. she'll be great. Um, but yeah, so, um, so Trudy's great. Um, I do want to talk before we get into like the overall, like, tone and the things that happen in this film uh, because I do want to get to that um, I do want to stop just real quick and just talk about the insanity that is whatever the dad was trying to accomplish in this film like, I still don't understand that take away the home invasion act as if that was not happening um, like <laughs> if things went the way he had planned that night to go, <laughs> right? Um, I feel very much like um how Jacob felt when we watched um the old on Wars cartoon where he was just like, what was Palpatine's plan when he decided to like set <laughs> the city of Coruscant on fire? Um, <laughs> Where it's just very much like, what was the father's plan when he was just like, I'm going to steal $300 million (laughs) that the government gave to my mom to send to, like, Middle Eastern terrorist groups to perpetuate the war? Yeah, just casually. (laughs) That was insane. Um, Yeah, so what I got out of it because what um what um John Igazamo, uh, what his character explains, which he's kind of like uh, the main bad guy in this. Um, which, if you're having trouble thinking of what he's been in, um, he was one of the clowns in Spawn. So there you go, everybody. There you go. Uh, that's what I know him as. <laughs> um, but he explains that, um. Yeah, there was $300 million that the government sent to Trudy's grandmother. At no point are we told what Trudy's grandmother does for a living. No. Or what her business is. Um, 
sent $300 million to Trudy's grandmother to send to the Middle East <laughs> to give to the governments in the Middle East so that they'd continue to fund the wars in the Middle East so that yeah. gas prices either stayed low or stayed high. I couldn't get a read on which one they were going for. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> either to keep the gas prices high or to bring the gas prices down. I'm not sure which one it was. Um, I thought that the price of gasoline was simply controlled by a knob on the president's desk, which he could turn at any... <laughs> that's but, what I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've heard. Um, every time gas prices go up, it's just like, oh, well, the president hit the knob again. Towards the right. I don't know why he does that. Um, but apparently it's much more complicated than that, um, as we learn here in Violet Night from 2022. Yeah. Um. So, the son's job, or what, I say his job, his role in all this was to come to Christmas Eve at his, his mom's house. He had, he had already stolen and stashed away the $300 million, which I don't know when he had the chance to do that. I was wondering that, too. <laughs> Especially he gets- where he ends up hiding it. I'm like, how did this, how did you do this? Like... I guess he was doing, well, no, no, that doesn't work. Because I was about to say, I guess he did it in the days leading up to it. Because um, he said he was working on a project for his mom. And that's why he wasn't able to take Trudy to go see Santa. But then, um, um, Violator from Spawn, um, John Leguizamo. Um, he says, no, I had it on good authority that all of the cash was coming in yesterday. So that right. doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, the dad's plan <laughs> was to steal the $300 million from his mom and just drive away. Yeah. And he was going to tell his mom he did it. Yeah, in a letter. And yeah, in the Christmas letter, which yeah. his mom reads beforehand because one of the terrorist guys who I want to know what they told <laughs> that guy on the set. <laughs> I want to know what direction he got to play it like that. Um, because he's just like, let's all open presents while we wait. <laughs> And he has like an AR-15 like <laughs> trained on everybody. And he's just like, let's go, let's do it. It's open presents. And he's like commentating. And he's like, they hate it. <laughs> yeah, he's commentating it like he's the two old men from the Muppets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's the only one on the team who's like this. <laughs> what else does? No. Yeah. Uh, and and yeah, and so after his mom finds out that that's what he was planning on doing, is stealing the $300 million cash from her, she's just like, no, I understand. We're horrible. That's what we do. Which I feel like was a very self-aware turn in the script. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where the script writers were just kind of like, you know what? Yeah, let's just let's just go for it. Let's just, <laughs> let's just let the audience know that we... We're aware of what this is. <laughs> oh, oh, man. It's great. It's so stupid. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. It's wild how little the family drama in this Christmas movie matters yeah. in the grand scheme of things. Um, Chini, did you have anything that you wanted to say about um, the family drama or about any of the characters in this film, because I I kind of love how unhinged it all is. Like, yeah, I mean it's it's well. So like I when I, I so I went into this movie like kind of blind. I didn't really know anything about it other than it like being Violent Night. Like I knew I was like, oh, it's gonna be you know a little you know kooky and weird. Uh, I was not expecting <laughs> the amount of gore. Oh, yeah. um, that this was like just the most random moments like. Um, and then, like, there was the, there's that scene where they, like, are trying to torture the dad to figure out, they're trying to figure out who the Santa Claus is. Mm-hmm. And um, they're, like, they, like, get his finger, and then 
this, I, I almost turned off the movie after this scene. They, they smash his finger, and then they're like, wait, it's called a nutcracker. And so then they're like, I guess going to put his nuts in the nutcracker. Um, and I, I was like, you know what? I just don't think I could do this. And I almost turned off the movie. Uh, but then, you know, Trudy saves the day, sort of. Uh, and uh, But yeah, that scene was just really... And then like it just got it got worse from there. It just like I just wasn't expecting the I can do like weird and you know violent and stuff, but gory, God, I hate gory. Like it's just so and it's so random. Like it's just like let me put this like freaking star through this dude's eyeball. Yeah. Like like what and then set it on fire somehow. And it's <laughs> like I, I as somebody who's not used to gory films, it just seemed also oh that it, none of that should have seemed possible. <laughs> and then the way that one of the dudes dies was so like because he like ends up getting his chin caught on a on a nail, and then yes, he pulls yes. it yes, out. Yes, he's one of the victims of Trudy. Yeah. And then then homegirl throws a bowling ball at him, and that kills him because he knocks the nail into his skull. I'm just like, what is happening? How is it's like some Final Destination stuff? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot. Oh, um, man. Man, everybody, we almost had the movie that broke Jenny from Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so close, everyone. Which I want to point out, I, I had seen this before, but I was actually not the person who chose this for for Christmas Fest. This was yours, Jenny. It was, yeah. Yeah. Because, um, well, because we had talked about it last year, and I was like, oh, I love David Harbour. Woohoo. And then um, for some reason, <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, this year is going to be the year I watch Violet Night. And uh, it was so violent. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, yeah, it was so weird. And so, and that's crazy because, like, I watched a lot of weird Christmas movies. But this, like, I think is one of the weirdest ones I've ever watched. But I, I was trying to watch it objectively. Like, I was, I told my brothers this. I was like, I'm trying to do this thing where I'm like, you know, take my like preferences out of things and like, just be like, okay, would somebody else like this movie? And I think that maybe somebody who's like really into gore and uh, movies that don't have a lot of depth to them would really like this movie. Um, So if that's, you know, if that's you out there listening, absolutely go watch Violent Night. But uh, (laughs) I... Yeah, I, I think it's cool that, you know, Christmas uh, always has something for somebody, you know, so. It can, it can, appeal, to, <laughs> it can appeal to everyone. It can appeal to everybody, uh, yes. Um, but, yeah, and then the way that the main guy was killed, uh, the dude from Spawn, that was pretty bizarre. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. Yeah, very creative. He died in a Christmas lore act accurate way yeah um yeah because only santa can rub his nose and and go up the chimney yeah and that guy wasn't santa he was not santa so he yeah violator from spawn is not santa (laughs) he he, no this movie i couldn't even tell what i guess they cut cut him in half like i don't know because like he throws the body down and i can't even really tell like what happened I think just the pressure from being sucked up through the chimney just kind of like blew a bunch of the blood vessels throughout his body. Mm. And so, um, yeah, his limbs and stuff just kind of (laughs) imploded upon themselves and disintegrated on the ride up. Um, And all that could fit was like, yeah, his like torso, um, essentially. So. Okay. So there you go, everybody. There you go, everybody. This is a fun <laughs> episode for anyone who has not watched the movie. <laughs> or, or even if you have, it's like, oh. <laughs> Because um, I just described a horrific scene. Yeah. And, and it's just like, yeah. like it. There's like, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, <laughs> to your point, you're exactly right. Because, like, in the short year that this film has existed, I have met people a lot of people who are really into like horror gore who have said oh dude violent night man it's my new favorite christmas movie like they're they're there they're into it you know yeah all those guys who like 
own like a terrifier t-shirt like <laughs> they love this christmas movie <laughs> yeah yeah and you know and i know that we had talked about on past episodes of like you know what makes a christmas movie a christmas movie and although this is not my preference it does hit most of the things that I would consider a Christmas movie. You know, the childlike wonder and hope is all there because of Trudy. You yeah. know, um, the main point of it, uh, getting, you know, your faith back into the Christmas spirit and all that. Like, yep. you know, so it is, Absolutely. even by my standards, a Christmas movie. Um, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. A comparison that I was going to bring up eventually, I'm glad you've kind of segued into it, is that arguably, based on the the criteria we've used in the past for what makes a Christmas movie a Christmas movie, this is more of a Christmas movie than Jingle All the Way was. Because there's like supernatural elements related to Christmas stuff in this, and there's not really in Jingle All the Way, unless you include the seductive abilities of Ted. <laughs> I yeah no that's true um I actually did mean to bring that up last uh podcast because I think it's the only thing it's one of my favorite Christmas movies that and I think it's the only one that doesn't have the the magic part of it in there um because yeah I can't think of a scene that you know but yeah so yes by that criteria it is and more so than uh I would say Christmas with a view that we've done before um, oh so, my god! I mean, well, <laughs> Christmas with a view like isn't even isn't even a movie. <laughs> it's just a collection of camera stills that were fused together. <laughs> it's not even a movie. I can't believe we watched that one, but yeah. Um... Wild. <laughs> yeah. Well, you heard it here. Heard it here first, everybody. Um, according to Jenny Hardesty. Um, <laughs> Violet Night is a b- better Christmas movie um, than Jingle All the Way. So we have it right there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> have it right there. Boom. You know, I, uh, can't, I can't undersell, though, how cool David Harbour is to watch on camera. Like, even a movie so that cool. that is not anywhere near my type of movie. Like, I was just like, he's really fun to watch. Like, and, you know, he played his character extremely well. And... Santa with a hammer is really badass. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I could if if I could watch that without all the gore, it probably would have been a touch better. Not a lot, but a touch. You know, so oh, yeah. yeah. There's a part. There's a sequence of events where, like, you start to like kind of tap out of it. Mm-hmm. The film, like in general, where like there's not a lot going on, and we've spent a lot more time with the family than we really should. Um, <laughs> if it had been up to me, we would have seen the family once in the beginning of the film and once at the end. Yeah, that would have been it. Just, um, just knowing that they were hostages, that's all we needed to know. But yeah. Anyway. yeah. Um, there's a point in the film where we spend too much time with the family, <laughs> and you're like about ready to tap out on it. And you're just kind of like, this is like kind of lame. There's not a whole lot going on. Everybody sucks. I don't know about this. And then um, David Harbour playing this serious as a heart attack. Like playing this the way Sir Michael Caine played Ebenezer Scrooge in in, in, Christmas Carol. It's so true. Has a scene where he like, he disrobes and he's got like the ancient Viking tattoos on his body. Yeah. And he like stitches together a wound he sustained and then he like he goes and like finds makeshift weapons um and then he has like the scene in like in like a garage essentially where he just kills this like tactical team with various like christmas objects and that was a great scene to be honest and you're just like, and he's doing it all to like a, a smooth, j- j- jazzy kind of Christmas song yeah. and stuff is playing. Yeah. It's like, I'm a sucker for films with like really intense action scenes set to <laughs> not very intense Me music. Too. I love that. 
<laughs> I think it's incredible. Yeah. Um, um, I've always said that if I'm ever, um, for some random twist of fate, if I'm ever put in charge of a Superman film, it is going to involve a scene where Superman <laughs> and Vandal Savage are eating the shit out of each other <laughs> while set to like um, a Cranberries song. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, I just that. I love that kind of thing. It's so much fun. Uh, but anyway, I digress. There's just that point that it reaches where you're just sitting there. And you're just like, and David Harbor through Will and Talent alone is like is like transforming this really lame passive Christmas film into like old boy at Christmas, and you're just like, man. David Harbour so cool. He like, is. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so awesome. And, like, and he's just one of those actors that, like, I will, I will try to see whatever he's in. And again, that says a lot about yeah. you know who, who he is as a actor. Yeah, it's real, man. Gosh, I wish his Hellboy film was good. That was a great, that was a great casting for him as Hellboy, and then the it film was, was. just horrible. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's he's pretty um, perfect for that. Yeah, huge waste, huge waste. Yeah. But um, but um, yeah. So we get, so we get to the point um where you know we've seen Santa do horrific things all in the name of helping a child, um, which I think is very on brand uh, for Santa. Again, I yeah. want to reiterate that's great. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Um. So we see Santa do these horrific violent things um, in order to help a child. And then the point where the film starts to lose me is when they're out by the nativity scene and the dad is showing um, um, the clown from Spawn where all the cash is. Right. And... <laughs> I'm going to permanently from here on out just refer to John Exano's <laughs> character as Violator from the Spider. I am too. I love it. <laughs> um, and um, uh, so he shows him where uh, the money is. They get into a brief shootout. Um, and Santa goes and kills the rest of his guys. And then, um, and then Violator from Spawn. And the security guy who betrayed um, the family grabs some of the bags and start to like speed off on snow speeders um, away from the house. Um, this film would have gained like three points in my book if that had happened and Santa was just like, well, Rudy's okay. I'm done. And yeah. he just and he just leaves because there's no reason for this version of Santa to chase after those guys. Yeah. Like I, I guess the argument is that like he's in full like he's lost in the bloodlust of his Viking <laughs> origin. <laughs> so he's just chasing down potential victims however yeah. he can. But like, yeah, man, I would have loved if the movie had just been David Harbor just going like, okay, Rudy's safe. Are her parents safe? Okay, I'm done. I've done my job, and he just leaves and leaves them to to, to sort out their own uh, their own stuff. Um, but um, he does eventually chase down the guys. They have this weird kind of back and forth where our violator from Spawn is just kind of like is just kind of like oh, I'm gonna kill you, and this will be the last Christmas. Yeah. And David Harbor is just kind of like okay. <laughs> that's the extent of it which again i kind of love i kind of love how santa is like not into this conflict for that reason at all um and then they fight and then there's kind of a resolution and then um the family like still sucks and santa is just like well i'm out of here and he takes off with his reindeer stuff like that yeah um i will say so like yeah. Another scene, though, that I thought was so dumb. And, like, it didn't even, like, I thought it was leading to, like, a, a point in the movie, the trope where it's, like, you know, money doesn't equal happiness. and da, da, da. But, like, so they're trying to, Santa's been shot after he kills dude from Spawn. Mm -hmm. And um, 
they're like, we need to keep him warm. And they just are like, let's just put the money on top of the fire and that'll help. And I'm like, it, it literally didn't, no, nothing happened. Like the, that wasn't, like that was literally one of the most useless. I was like, and like, I, I was, expe- like I said, I was expecting that to be like, oh, you know, they're willing to give up their wealth to help save somebody, even though that was, you know, I felt, I kind of felt like Dwight. There's a scene in the office when they're talking about Desert Island and, uh, Dwight was like, you can't burn the book. That won't keep you warm for, you know, longer than like 45 minutes. And I'm like, it's the same. I don't know. I don't know. That that <laughs> that scene bothered me. I was like, that was so pointless. Like, Yeah. And then you find out that like, orally, it didn't really do anything either. Because like, it was only like, I think they said like half a yeah, half a million dollars that they burned yeah. out of like three hundred million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it, was so like it, it did. It was nothing. There was. It was just like a no. Like it. It added nothing to anything. Like it just. Yes. It just showed their stupidity, which and is, what, I guess, yeah. maybe that was the reason. I don't know. It felt very much like a half-assed attempt to just be like, "Oh, see, her parents are like okay people because they are completely driven by the money and stuff," and. And you're just kind of like, okay, well, the dad was about to make his wife and his young daughter co-conspirators in stealing money from the government. <laughs> so, not sure I'm, I'm with you completely on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, was, uh, yeah. I, I don't even know, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I did enjoy the, uh, when it's revealed that that's what the dad was going to do. That uh, the writers were very much just like, let's have his wife just like call out how stupid and convoluted of the plan this is. <laughs> because, like, <laughs> because they have an interaction where he explains what he was gonna do, and his wife is just kind of like, that was a horrible idea. And yeah. it completely misses the point of what I was trying to tell you was the issue in the first place. And he was just like, right. well, Saying it out loud, I realize that now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, just completely insane. It's very weird. The scene where they bring Santa back to life feels like such a low effort way to get us to like these characters. I know. Even the, even on the kid, um, or like the teen, um, their Trudy's cousin is just mm-hmm. like, I believe in Santa too. And it's just kind of like, okay, dude, you. Our introduction to your character is that you actually assaulted somebody at school. Like, yeah. you don't. Yeah. This is not enough to gloss over that. Like, we're not. <laughs> you haven't turned the leaf that you think <laughs> your character has turned like that. And like, I wonder if they told him that. If they told that actor that, like, <laughs> yeah, they, they told like, him that, that was part of it. That was a part of his direction. If they were just like, "Hey, man, um, your character sexually assaulted somebody at his school," <laughs> or if they just like hid that from him and just like, "Yeah, man, you're just like an annoying, an annoying like, teenager." That's how I yeah. need to work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went to the premiere, and he was just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> No wonder that line delivery felt like it fell flat. Like <laughs> <laughs> they made me a, a sexual predator. Like <laughs> didn't tell me that. But um, yeah, man, it's just very, very strange. It it's so weird because the shtick, the main kind of running joke of the film, uh, that I thought was like very effectively pulled off up until that point of everyone reacting to the fact that the like homicidal foil to their plan is Santa Claus <laughs> was like done pretty well throughout most of the movie. Like every time yeah. one of, of the bad guys uh, was just like, do you think he's using his Santa magic? And the main <laughs> guy is just like, stop it. Like <laughs> it's not Santa. Right. Uh, that was so effective throughout most of the film until it gets to the, until it gets to when the family does it, and they're just kind of like, "This, no, this isn't. This doesn't hit the same way. This, <laughs> this isn't as good." No, I agree with that, and like, and, and really, like, you, you, even when they were saying they believed in him, it still sounded like, 
oh yeah okay I guess like well and the dad even still was like okay I know he's dying but like he's not Santa I'm like bro just (laughs) 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 and then the mom's like bro I believe in him and I'm like he's dying he's not Santa (laughs) (laughs) there's a spectrum of what people (laughs) think is belief in, in Santa Claus in the movies that is not belief in Santa Claus and on one end is the dad from Violent Night and on the other end is the kid from Polar Express who has like seen everything he could possibly see (laughs) and then he says I believe in Santa too I guess like neither of those things are believing in Santa (laughs) yeah that was really cannot emphasize that enough those two characters the dad from this and the kid from Polar Express could co-pilot could co-pilot a Jaeger from Pacific Rim because they are like on the same wavelength on that. Dude, maybe the dad is the kid from Polar Express, you know? We don't know. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be amazing that he just got beaten down throughout life that he was just like, you know what? I think I was hallucinating that night. I don't know <laughs> oh, you believe in any of that. I, yeah. I, I haven't heard that bell in 37 years. <laughs> Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. And yeah, I was just thinking, because again, going into this, not knowing anything about it, I was like, if they kill Santa, (laughs) 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 Trudy's going to have to Like, I don't... And then I was like, well, because I really thought they were going to do it, because this movie just had done the weirdest shit. And so I was like, they're really going to kill Santa. So I was like, so is Trudy going to become Santa? And then I was like, oh my God, is the dad going to become Santa? Like, this is, I was, I was stressing. I was like, <laughs> for a movie that I was not into, I was very invested in that moment. <laughs> so, oh my God, they can't kill David Harbour. Who's going to be Santa? <laughs> was, this messed up world. <laughs> like all right if that's what they're gonna do like but i'm like i know somebody has to take over santa's place i was like that's what the dude from spawn didn't understand i was like you can't you're just gonna you're gonna make another one like that is pretty consistent in santa lore we talked about that like I don't... <laughs> there always has to be a santa always, always has to be a santa <laughs> as <laughs> as Necessary and existence as there being two Sith. <laughs> there must <laughs> always be one Santa. Yeah. Oh, man. Cool oh, boy. Yeah. What a crazy movie, man. It, it was bizarre. What a crazy movie. So, um, so like, I wouldn't even front. I, I enjoyed this um, because, like, I enjoy, like, um, randomly really intense action films. Like, I just, uh, I love Old Boy. I love this kind of stuff. Um, so, like, I enjoyed the action. Um, the gore, as somebody who has watched, like, all kinds of horror films, like, the gore just doesn't have an effect on me, but I totally understand the people who it does. Um, so, like, I enjoy this because I like the action parts, and I love how just completely unhinged the attempts at story are yeah. in this film. Um, because mm-hmm. it's so it, it's so ridiculous um so that being said um Jenny, is this going to make an appearance on the future roster of christmas films for you or is this kind of a a one viewing and done kind of deal for you with Violent Night? It is a one and done. It is. Mm. Uh, I would not sit through that again. Um, mm. But I mm. I do respect that that is a genre that people enjoy. And if that is something that helps people get in the Christmas spirit, then I think that's great. I <laughs> if, that, if that's what people think Christmas is, then, then good for them. Um, that was... That had the same vibe as, um, as like Jacob saying that 
Um, he's glad Watchmen fans have something to read. Like that's what <laughs> <laughs> that, that exact same energy there. You know, you know, Christmas is uh, you know, life's so hard as it is, right? So like if somebody finds some joy in this that makes them think, Oh, Christmas, then I love that. I think that's great. So I'm being a hundred percent uh sincere in that. <laughs> I got you. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um but um yeah, uh as for me, like so I'm gonna say no just because my entire thing with Christmas films is that I don't like to rewatch um the same ones over and over and over again, right? That's right. like the whole issue I have with the idea um of holiday movies. So I've now watched this one twice within two years. That's um, crazy. <laughs> If I watch it again, it probably won't be for another, like, eight years down the road. Like, <laughs> if I ever do. I probably won't, because, like, I've seen it twice now. I think I've I've gained everything out of this that I'm going to. I don't think yeah. a third viewing is going to, like, reveal anything new to me. Yeah, um, I think we have squeezed every amount of info out of it tonight. <laughs> um. <laughs> But, um, yeah, that being said, though, uh, everybody out there, if you like this kind of stuff, if you like just like randomly intense like action scenes and, and things like that, um, I will say to give this a try with a qualifier of you can skip like the first like half hour of this film. Like, <laughs> yeah. you really can. All you need to know is that Santa is very depressed and that this family is being taken hostage. And yeah. then you can skip like the last like 10 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and yeah. just that chunk right there is going to be like a ride. It's going to be a lot of fun for you. <laughs> but, You're going to love but, it. Uh, yeah, just kind of <laughs> skip all the other stuff. Um but then, I, I would yeah. like to add, though, if you don't care, that sure. if you're somebody who really like goes for like, you know, Jingle All the Way and Elf and like, you know, Santa Claus, the Santa Claus type movies, um, this probably isn't going to be for you. And it's definitely not a kid's movie. Yeah, this is probably one you can skip as far as like a family Christmas night goes. Mm -hmm. This is probably one you can um, you can skip over um, for sure. Very good point. Very good point, Jenny. Um, yeah, if you hadn't gotten that idea from all the other things we've said tonight, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then Jenny just <laughs> really laying it out plain and simple right there. Uh, so, I just want to make it perfectly clear. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's what uh, some people need, so I don't blame you. Um, not for sure. Um, yeah, the only, um, I try to drum up um, some trivia on every film we cover. Really, the only, like, kind of interesting trivia I could find about this one is that um, Violent Night is directed by the same guy who did um, the Dead Snow films, um, which if you don't know what um, the Dead Snow films are, they are the horror films that you always see on like Netflix and like Amazon Prime um, on there for free that are about um, the Hotsy zombies in World War II. Oh. Um, so it's the same guy. So there you go. That's fun. Um, not, <laughs> I probably did not shock anybody with that. But, <laughs> um, but um, you know, it's kind of fun. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, that's what it's all about. Um, but yeah. So, Jenny, what can our wonderful, wonderful listeners and followers expect to enjoy? Um, on the next episode of Christmas Fest. Uh, next episode, we're going to be doing Scrooged, Scrooge. which is a classic. Yeah, so uh, I'm excited about that. Um, I haven't watched that movie in probably a decade, so that's going to be really cool. It's been a while for me, too. So where uh, Violet Knight was Jenny's choice for this year, which is a fact I'm going to bring up a lot in the future. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um Scrooge was the one uh, that I chose this year. Yeah. So, so uh, we're doing Scrooge, and then we have after that we have one more episode we're going to do this year that is um, yet to be revealed. Yeah. So yeah. it's being picked by the wonderful uh, the other writers and uh, podcasters 
So, yeah. Yeah. So, so let's hope that um, as Jacob and Josh and Lisa choose what our final episode is going to be, let's hope that Jacob does not have too much influence um, <laughs> after bringing us Christmas with a View and the Polar Express in years past. Um, yeah. Yeah. So let's hope it's a it's a true democracy there. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, there you go. Uh, Ginny, any last words or final thoughts about um, 2022's of Violet Night with David Harbour? Uh, yeah, uh, I think I think I've said everything that could be said. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've said my words. I've made my decisions. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. my choice and it was a choice. <laughs> It was a choice to be made. <laughs> it was. There you go. But yeah, um, if anybody is interested in checking it out, it is for free on Amazon Prime if you have that. Um, yes. That is the easiest way to watch it. Um, and this way you don't have to rent it from Amazon Prime. It is free to stream. So that way you can um, enjoy your holiday without having to give Amazon any more of your cash. And you have to. So there you mm -hmm. go. We love that. Uh, yeah, yeah, we love that. We love to see that. Um, yeah, so um, everybody, um, you got your homework assignments. We're doing Scrooge um, next episode. Uh, that is also free on Amazon Prime. Um, but other than that, um, thank you all again so much for hanging out with us, for um, allowing us to help celebrate your holiday season, regardless of what you celebrate. Um, and again, man, 150 episodes. That's yeah, wild. 150. That is wild. And this is what we did. <laughs> Violent Night. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out Historic. to David Harbour ushering in the new era of fandom correspondence with yes. episode 150. Yes. Um, I can't wait to see what 300 is. <laughs> can't wait. I'm, I'm honestly at a loss for what 200 is going to be. We're just going to have to wait to see it. But um, no, we really do um, appreciate everybody who has hung out with us for any amount of time. Um, we do these things uh, just because we have fun. So hopefully that kind of bleeds over into your life and you can enjoy that with us. But um, yeah, um, in the meantime, everyone have a safe holiday season. Uh, be careful and be kind to each other. And remember that fandom is for everyone. And have a wonderful and safe night. <laughs>